Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. Um, as always, I'm delighted to be joined by the sports editor of the Anglo Celt, Paul Fitzpatrick. And Paul, as we are trying to maybe get a bit of consistency here, we're going to stay with the talking points because there was plenty of them from the All County Football League games over the week. And um, I think we, you said last week you can't really read too much into it because a lot of teams aren't going to show their hand the week before championship. But um, if you were to read things into it, there's a lot you could read. There is, Damien. Um, the only game I was at was Rammer and Crusherell. And uh, there was an awful lot you could read into that game, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. Rammer coming away with the victory, 116-210. Three points. It doesn't sound like it was a big win. But like, yeah. You know. Yeah, well... I, th- I thought Crusher were flattered uh, to, to be within three points at the end of the game. There was eight points in it with about 15 minutes to go. And it was I would say it was closer to an eight-point margin in terms of the balance of play. Rammer were much better all over the field. Now, anyone listening will know that I picked Crusher as my first picks when we had our we picked our six teams each for the senior for a 50-hour bet. I think I might just give you that 50-hour <laughs> this week to get it out of the way. But uh, I've seen Crush yeah. twi- twice now, Damien. The first talking point that came in was, what's up with Crush Law? And that's what I've been asking myself the last couple of days. I saw them against Kassaran, and uh, they didn't play well. And I saw them against Rammer, and they played outright. You'd have to say they played very poorly. Yeah, it's... It... Is it? I know. Look at every team is in the same boat, and you're trying to, you know, feel your way back into it. Um, is it personnel? Like, had they had the players back, or were they missing a lot of players, or what way did the team look? Was we'll it compared to last year's championship team? It looked to be. It wasn't full strength because Pierre Smith wasn't playing. Darren McPhee's not playing, but Dara's out of the country. So even without him, you know, did everyone else without Bar Dara? That's full strength now with the squad they have this year. So we'll leave. Uh, McFeely out of it for now. Uh, Patrick Lynch was back and started, played the whole game on the 40. Um, James Smith wasn't playing. He he got a slight fracture. It's a, it's technically a broken nose, I was told, but it's it's a slight fracture and it's high up on the nose, so it's not a very bad break on the nose. So, uh, But he also got a bang on the head, so that's why he wasn't playing, but he'd be fine for a championship. But aside from, from James and Pierce Smith, who seems to be on the long-term injured list, um, a groin problem Pierce has that, it was basically full strength crush law side apart, apart from that as far as I could see like looking through the team you had the Brian Malaka seems to be the number one goalkeeper now you had uh, John Cook Paddy Riley and uh, David Shalvey in the full back line no, that's the first choice full back line 
Um, first choice players all over the pitch. Keen Boylan was swing back. Um, Mark Stewart was in the middle of the field. So up front you had what you have, basically Paddy Lynch on the 40, Stephen Smith full forward. So it was mostly a full choice, uh, first choice Krushala team. And the worrying thing for them is Rammer have a lot more to come back than Krushala have. Like Rammer didn't have Jack Brady, obviously, who's got a shoulder injury, which I believe might not be as bad as Force feared. Uh, the talk was that Jack might have been out for the championship, the injury he picked up against Cuthill. But I, from what I heard, Damien, he doesn't seem to be in a sling, and I think he he was able he's able to do a bit of running. So maybe Jack might be back for Armour, which would be a huge boost. Edo Cole has to come back. He's had got a hamstring problem. Damien Barkey's coming back from a cruise ship, but should be nearly there. Michal Smart has is coming back from injury. Um, and there's several others as well. Ronan Patterson's coming back from injury. He he hurt himself back at training, uh, one of the first nights back. So like there's there's and there's more as on top of that that I that I can't think of. Um, so Rammer have a lot more to come back, but Rammer were much better. And you know you can't read much into the bare result. That's why I wanted to go to Krushla and Kassaran and to Rammer and Krushla because I knew we we're going to be talking about these big teams on the podcast. And there's only so much you can read into a game by looking at a result or even looking at a report. Um, sometimes you have to get a look at them. And, you know, I was disappointed with Krushla uh, with the sort of application work ethic that they showed on the evening. Whereas Rammer were the opposite. They looked like a team that's in good in good shape, first of all, but really up for the challenge. Like really, really to get stuck into tackles, working hard, uh, all over the field and looked like they wanted to win that game. Krushla kind of looked like they were waiting for something to happen and try, like tried hard, but you know they were a little bit in a bit of a rut. Um, you know there was sort of an apathy about them, which I know that can happen at times. But Rammer just outfought them, I thought, and and uh, the Rammer forwards, had, some of the Rammer forwards had a feel. I thought they were, most of the Rammer forwards got the better of their men. Who who was the standout forwards then when you're missing Jack Brady and and Aido Cole was it James? Yeah, which, well, who, who played I, well? I couldn't tell you exactly what the score because I was commentating, so I wasn't taking notes. But Shawnee Kyogen must have scored about about uh, four or five points between freeze and play. Ben Smith kicked two brilliant points in the first half, long range points from the wing. Was very lively. He got a bang on the head from from uh, from the football. Funny enough. Um, I'm not sure which, I think it was Conor Rehill went to thump the ball across the square and Ben Smith got it straight on the side of the head and it actually knocked him down to the ground. Uh, but he, he, so he was out of the game for a few minutes, but he came back and got up to his feet and kicked a great point. Um, Massey Farley, the corner forward, I think I mentioned him last week, he kicked a good point near the end. Uh, uh, Sean McAvoy came on and kicked a, a huge point from the right wing. Um Simon Cadden got a point or two as well. He played in the forty, and he was a bit quieter than usual. But still had a good game. So most of the most of the attack was scored. Owen Somerville's wearing eleven, but he was dropping back into the half back line, and like he's he's a real leader there. Tough nut, and had a good game. Like met his presence, felt physically. Colin Maguire as well played in the half back line, and I thought he got through an awful lot of work. Actually, I think Maguire kicked a couple of points as well. So like there was scores coming from all over the place. Shani Kilman was very lively, very. Very nice player with the left foot. And James Brady as well. Um, like something that's overlooked with James Brady's game is his ball winning ability. He's a very good ball winner. And um, he won a lot of ball. I think it was John Cook that was picking him up. And he, he, he made life difficult for Cook. 
his his ball willing ability doesn't actually come down to his handling. It comes it comes down to his movement. He he's very very aware of where the spaces are and how to move a defender to create space. It's one of the assets I love watching about James Brady that he he just knows that right. Well, if it's coming up that wing, I need to shift the defender over towards this wing so I have space to run into that. And he's, uh, he's he's cute at that, and you're right that that makes him such an asset because what a what a middle toward player wants is a big open space with his man running into attack that space with the advantage. So and he's he's so quick that he nearly always has that advantage. Mm, yeah, that's right. He's, he's very intelligent and and he's got good feet as well. Like he's he's outstanding uh, club forward. Like and definitely I would say has the ability to go on to higher level. Uh, because he's, he takes a lot of boxes, like he's fast as well. Um, a player who really stood out, I thought, was Lawrence Carfrey in the middle of the field for Rammer. Like he, he dominated the area exchanges around the middle, and he linked up so much play. Uh, he kicked a good point as well, actually. Uh, so like, right, all over the field, Rammer lads were playing well. Uh, Liam Brady's kickouts as well were a feature. Now Crusher pushed up well the kickouts, and he went long, but he's got a massive boot on him. I know uh, Virginia is a tight pitch. But it, Brady was consistently hitting the half forward line with his kickouts, massive kickouts, wow. and uh, that was taking pressure off. And like a couple of times, uh, he he bypassed the midfield, hit the half forward line, the ball would bounce and run on, and it, you know one of the corner forwards was picking it up. He's got a he's got a man. Now it, it is a tight field, and the ball was skidding in in the rain as well. But it was it was impressive uh, display of, of long kickouts, uh, a dying art probably in the game, but. Um, yeah, look, overall, Ray Cole and Shane McInerney will be very happy. Um, and, you know, I'd imagine Jimmy Higgins has a, has a few tricks up his sleeve. And like as Terry Highland used to say to us, Damien, it's never as bad as it seems or never as good as it seems. But I just, I, I, I'd I wonder about Krushlaw, um exactly where they're at at the minute because you have a lot of lads that aren't playing to the, to the level that they, that they can play. Like Conor Real hasn't been dominating the way he can dominate games and uh, John Cook has had two two uh, games where he's had his hands full. Paddy Riley as well is not dominating the way he can. So it's, I thought Stephen Smith worked hard uh, up front. Again, not razor sharp, but he, he put in a good shift. Um, I don't think his best position what is about, full, full forward. What, what about uh, my one of my favourite players to watch, Shane McVeady? Oh, Shane McVeady, yeah. That, to be fair to Shane, I thought he had a good game. And that's two weeks in a row. Like he got he got three points, I think, against Krasaran. He scored an unbelievable goal. And if you're listening to the commentary, I know you're away for the weekend. I, I actually called it. Someone texted me and said you called you called that one. Um because they needed a goal and it was in the second half. If you can imagine they were crushed out shooting into the lake goals. And uh he got the ball right on the forty five and it sort of opened up for him and he just went like a rocket through the middle and I think he might have got past one defender, but when he got to about 20 yards out, uh, as soon as he went past that defender, I said, McVitie's got goal in his mind there. And he sent a rocket into the top corner and gave Liam Brady no chance. It was as good a goal as you, as you would see this season. And their, their other goal was actually a hell of a finish too. It was a sideline ball uh, that was kicked in right in front of where I, where I was standing. It was in the second half as well. The ball broke and uh, it was actually a disputed sideline ball, which was funny because... The Rammer linesman uh, gave it, but the, it was right in front of the Crush Law mentors, and some of them weren't happy that he was a bit slow about giving it. I didn't see anything wrong with it, to be honest. But 
the ball went in then and uh, it broke and Ryan Galligan grabbed it and in a split second he burst the roof of the net with a great shot and uh, that, was, that was a fantastic strike as well but McVitie's goal was better because he, he, it wasn't just a strike he had a lot more to do before that but uh, they, they were they were the high points for Crystal Island. they did get a few good points I thought David Shadley was brilliant on the ball um, like he mopped up a lot of ball burst out of the full back line uh, I think he kicked a long range point as well he had, he had a super game on the ball um, but, but you know it's probably his sole his primary duty is, is is to be tied to his man at the back but in terms of an attacking option Shadvi is very comfortable on the ball good player to watch um, but no, overall I'd have to say I'm, I'm getting a little bit worried about my crush at all bet in our competition yeah God knows, though, there'll, there'll be lots of peaks and troughs before the uh, the Oliver Plunkett is lifted. So it's it's not the end of the road for for Crush Law by any means or or for anybody at this point. So we'll just have well, to sometimes, sometimes, on. sometimes you're better. It's a funny thing, like, but sometimes coming in under the radar takes the pressure off like that. And, like, Crush Law are definitely better than they've shown the last two weeks, without a doubt. So, like, yeah. Maybe there might be an element of complacency for teams that are playing them, but Lavi are going to be licking their lips. Um, I'll give you some of the talking points, Damien. Go for it. Yeah, first one that came in says, Lara game should not have been called off. Lara were down to play for Collins, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and the funny thing was that the reserve game was played before. like So reserve game went ahead at 6 o'clock or whatever time it was meant to be. And then the senior game was called off. Now, I I was asking one person from Lara about this. And the reply I got, I said, was the pitch really that bad? Or, or were conditions really that bad? And the reply I got was, some heavy rain. So, <laughs> just, it didn't sound that convincing. Yeah, but Lara Man, who we, as we know, is the most biased uh, Lara Man in the world, hence his name. He said, game should have been played. And when Lara Man saying it, uh, he says only one part of the pitch, pitch was wet. And someone else said that, only one part of the pitch was wet. And he says, water love my bollocks. <laughs> Good man, Lara Man. No, sorry, yeah, that wasn't, and- that wasn't, it wasn't Lara Man who said, water love my bollocks. But uh, that was a different oh, yeah. hang, okay. hang on touch. But look at the name, the name, I think he might be a Lara Man too. Um, so, it's... Um, uh, my immediate thought was maybe the sides didn't really want the game. They're both going into big championship games next weekend. Obviously, Lara against Mullahorn is massive, and Kuhulans and Ballyhays, massive game. Maybe the thought, look, at, we've, we've enough challenge matches, we could do with the rest. But by the accounts I've heard, no, both teams were there, ready to go, um, and, and wanted to play it. But I believe Tony Gregory was the referee that called it. Okay, yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's, uh, I can't really comment on it, we, we didn't see the pitch, and the referee's no. duty is to affect the players, but there, there was a bit of disquiet over it. The next, the next question, or talking point said, David Gibney on fire. Now, I don't know, I haven't heard anything about that game yet, maybe this is a red herring that the Renewgen lads are throwing out, uh, so if anyone's listening, they can let us know, because we, I haven't seen the report yet on that game, unless you have, David. No, haven't seen it as yet, and if David Gibney's on fire, Manuja's score more than 2-6. So I, I think that that may have been a, a, a slight bit of sarcasm because, like, 
we said it last week on the podcast, that was going to be a test of my Nugent to go down to Shannon Gales and, and, and see how to go. And, and the reality is they got a right little tanking. But that could be that could be a number of different factors. You just don't know how strong a team my Nugent put out. Um, so we'll, we'll have to wait and later on in the week we'll, we'll uh, have maybe some more details on those games. Match reports are slow enough to come in on the Monday. So we'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll bite our tongue and, and wait and see. Yeah, yeah. Like personally speaking, I, I'd be surprised if Manusian were to lose by that margin to any of the teams in the junior. So maybe maybe they were resting fellas. You know, will have been a lot of shadow boxing going on this again. Uh, the next and that brings yeah. on to the next point, which is Ballyhays beating reigning champions. Uh, that was a great win for Ballyhays to go up to Ballyduff and, and get that win. Uh, against Castellan, but again, a greatly weakened Castellan side out. Yeah, like even from last week, they were missing End of Flanagan, Stephen Cooney, and there's a third one that was Ushin Kiernan. Ushin Kiernan. So, you know, compound, compound that with everybody else that, that's missing and maybe not coming back or not going to play, you know, it, it was a very weak. Kassarahan team but you still have to take it with the with with the asterisks that Ballyhays are an intermediate team and Ballyhays were missing Sean McCormick Connor Lyons from the middle of the field um, you know they, they were by no means full strength either so it just Ballyhays looked like I think you've them tipped have you to win it they look like yeah, they're I, far I, away yeah I, I tipped that one uh, but he is to win it and, and uh, well look at this stage I tipped everyone to win everything <laughs> um, yeah well the brief report I got in the game was that, that Michael Brady got the first goal for Castleman after an unbelievable ball in from David Brady and the second was panned in uh, by Ronan McCarron after a great team move there was a Q lads waiting up for that one there were also Mrs. Stephen Smith and, and Sean McCormick so five changes made on the cat on the Bally Hayes team too. So look, regardless of what happened there, I know I know Castellan brought in some some of them young lads, the four or five lads coming out of the minors and, and Key McCabe, who played last week against Krushlaw for the going tough. He kicked four points. So um they'll take positives out of it. But <coughs> Castellan but Porik Porik Lukey as well, he came on at half time for Castellan. But um yeah, look, Castellan are probably are probably better than advertised. I think I think they've probably got a bit of a you know, Castellan are still going to be a very tough nut to crack in the championship. I think there should be no, there should be no doubt in that one. Yeah, it, what I'm looking forward to seeing, I suppose you just you've seen them last week, but whether they've had the chance to to work on on systems, are they changing anything from the previous couple of years where it was high press, man to man football? You know, are, are they now with a different deck of cards or a different different hand? to play with, are they now going to be with a different system? And that's what I'm very curious to see with Castle Rahan and, and hopefully I get to see them in the coming weekend if, if I can schedule myself right. But um, Castle Rahan aren't, aren't hitting any panic buttons at this stage. It doesn't really bother them that they that they didn't win at the weekend, I'm sure. But for Ballyhays, what they are doing with a, a good close game with Calvin Gales and then beating Castle Rahan, is they're going to be a team full of confidence? Yeah, one hundred percent, completely. And, and like they, they started with with Russell Gorman, Colin McKernan, um, 
Brian O'Rourke. So uh, there's three or four. Yeah. yeah, three or four of last year's minor side started for, for Ballyhays and we'll probably start now in the championship because seemingly those lads are doing well. So any team that's bringing in three new faces, um, like Castorano bringing in new faces, but probably because they've lost lads. Ballyhays are, are, have got stronger and have new lads in. So um, that, that bodes well for them. The next talking point, speaking of Ballyhays, who played Cavagays last week, Martin Dunn's sharp shooting. Uh, by all accounts, Martin Dunn was very sharp against Lacken. Just seen the Twitter feed on this one, and yeah, his name was constantly popping up. So again, we we did call it a few weeks back that Martin Dunn was in the shape of his life, or, or definitely the best shape we've seen him since he was involved in the county team. So um, we're expecting an awful lot from Martin Dunn. I didn't see the teams, um, so I'm not sure how strong Calvin Gills were. But at the end of the day, a two-point win they'll be happy enough with that because like lacking look at they, they, they've made a two from two which is the most important thing they've got they've got the wins under their belt but I see I still think that there's a lot of room for improvement in Cavan Gales if they and will have to improve if they're going to win the championship which I think that they possibly are but mm. they're well, they're not you know it's it, I've seen I've seen three of the contenders now I haven't seen the Gales yet and uh, Rammer are the pick of the three that I have seen, without a doubt. Um, but you know, I, I'd imagine the Calvin Gales are right up there now. Like I probably, I'm starting to think maybe I underestimated them because you know I probably overestimated Crush it off, for example, based on what we've seen. But uh, they're going to be they're going to be right there. Um, I didn't hear very much about that game. I did text a lack of man, and he said. Good run out, good test before the championship, and I texted back and said, "Okay, thanks, Jim Gavin," and he didn't he didn't give me very much. <laughs> he didn't give me very much information other than that. I, all he said was Thomas Gallagher had a good game on Grove McCarran. So that would have been a battle. That would have been a battle to tenor, wouldn't it? Absolutely. And I know Grove kicked a few frees, but, but seemingly Thomas had a good game on him. Um, next talking point was the rain. Yeah, look, the sun is shining here where I'm sitting at the minute, but yeah, there was a hell of a lot of rain. You were in Sligo there, did it rain much over there? It was, yeah, pretty much non-stop, and, and it was torrential on Saturday, at Saturday evening in particular, so I don't know, now a bit earlier on, four o'clock, it, it just absolutely poured down. So um, I was actually driving, I had to stop the car, it was that heavy, so over in Sligo the rain was pretty much biblical. Yeah, well, there was there was a lot of rain at the in Virginia as well. I ended up sitting under a tree to try and get keep dry when I was doing the commentary. Um, yeah, Corif, next talking point was Liam McAweeny. That's just it. Let's just talk about Liam McAweeny. We didn't get any more information than that, so I don't know what we can say about Liam McAweeny. Uh, only that he's a great fella. <laughs> Google him. Uh, we get we we get a look at maybe match reports later on. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.com. 
www.ie.ie for more details. Yeah, next talk about was Corner Fay and Arva rivalry. That would have been a that would have been a, a game well worth paying attention to pay to see as well because Corner Fay and Arva is is a, a real derby and it ended up in a draw. Didn't hear any report on the game, but um yeah, look they're they're two teams so wouldn't be surprised if it's met again in the championship. Again, Corner Fay and hard place to go. And that result probably the form of that is will work out well for Mullahorn if you're gonna use the horse race and logic because Mullahorn got a handy enough win against Corner Fane and then Corner Fane go and get a draw against Harva. Um there's an interesting one, Damien. Bailiebor e- easily beating senior championship team. Yeah, Bailiebor are a night horning team at the minute because two eleven to eleven points against Shercock. Now not only two scores, but it, Goals, goals win games, and Bailieborough now they're after pulling off two good results in that uh, in that division too, like a big big win over Ballymacue last week, and then like that'd be, I'm not sure how hotly hotly contested a local derby it would be, but they're neighbouring clubs, like they're right on top of each other, so I'd imagine Shercock didn't want to be losing that either. It's a uh, Bailieborough maybe starting to put their hand up a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're as we said last week. It'd be good for football to see in Cav to see Bailey back really strong, and they're doing things the right way there at the minute. They they've a homegrown management team, and they're restoring the pride in that jersey, which is one of the most famous jerseys. Like probably Bailey have totally fallen from the limelight in the last fifteen years, but like traditionally they were always absolute heavyweights uh, in senior football in Cav, and going right back to to the fifties, sixties, and so. Bailey coming on strong. Good to see it. Uh, the next one, I'm not going to name the referee, but the comment said, Mr. X should be short. And then he then he, <laughs> then he went again with the comment and said, Mr. X should be shot. So he picked... Because <laughs> when it came in, Mr. X should be short. It was like, that doesn't make much sense. And then put two two together and saw the name. And then he, then he, he fixed his typo and said, he should be shot. Yeah, well, look, at, I, I I think it's important to reiterate that we don't encourage people to shoot referees. We, no. We, we, don't, we don't think that that's the right way to go about it. At the end of the day, as much as we love our sport, we love the GA, and we get frustrated with referees, I don't think there's probably only one performance that deserved ever been shot. Go on. <laughs> and I'll not name it. <laughs> no, I'll not name it. I'll not name it. Um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I like, do you know, but I, and we have said it in the last week, I don't know whether it's on air or off air, but as much as I'd have hated to be a referee before this, with all the new rules and everything, it's just gone to be an impossible job. I really feel sorry for referees. I think that, I think that the, the amount of rules that's been thrown on top of them and at the pace in which the game has to be played for the referee to make all of these decisions, I think it's very, very difficult. I, I really... I, yeah, I really, I really think, I think, I think the GEA have to look at this and try to streamline and simplify the rules, or put in a second referee along with them because it's just, it's too difficult. If we, if we had second referees, uh, we'd be in trouble in Cavan because we only have about. I know there's a good few new refs that come on stream this year, but Kieran Callan said in his address convention last year that we only had something like 45 refs for the 40 clubs. Yeah, and like between them, they refed something like 1,800 matches last year at all levels, but um, 
Of which you were at 1600. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and, and, and giving out about referees usually, but I have to say, no, I, in, in, in the current environment, they may get a decision or two or three wrong in a game. Even if they get even if they get five decisions wrong, I'd still give them a pass because they're being asked to do too much. Personally, I think. Well, Colin O'Rourke was talking about that in his column in the, in the Sunday Independent yesterday. And he he always talks sense, and he, he was saying like you know the the, the attacking mark, the sin bin. Now you've water breaks. They're all little things, but they're all something else that that if a referee gets ninety nine percent of them right and gets the one one wrong. Everyone gets on his back for the one he gets around. But uh, next talking point was Lavi scoring three seventeen, two twelve of which was in the second half. That was a, that was a nice result. result. Yeah. I, I what why why that caught my eye more than anything was based on the previous week's result with uh, between Drumgoon and Lara. You know, I know Lara won it comfortably in the end, but. You know, we're talking about two senior teams that in both our rankings, we only had maybe one or two places between Lavi and Lara. And that's that's a big difference in the result there, like 17-point win for, for Lavi. It's just very, very interesting now. Lavi could be uh, Lavi could be ready to push on. You know, well, think, my uh, question marks over them. Yeah, I think, I think where, Lara, where just, Lara had, a, had a good bit to spare that did not damage against her well, it finished up. Um, it scored three fifteen or something. Sixteen, yeah, sixteen to three fifteen. So yeah. it was it was a an eight point win, was it? Yeah, an eight point win. Like it, it was comfortable, but but the difference between eight and seventeen, mm. you know, there, there yeah. is a difference. Now, now again, who, you now just really don't know. Maybe Drum Goon were missing a lot. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's hard to read into it. Um, I know Mick McDonald was playing because I saw a photograph from the game, but uh, Lavi were Lavi really turned it on the second half. It was a close game at halftime. They scored two twelve, and the big thing for Lavi, like looking through the photographs and just looking through some stuff on Twitter, was that Jerry Smith was playing and played well. I think he got a goal. Shane Tierney kicked the record points. Chris Conroy, Dara Tierney. I don't think Ray Cullen was injured. I think he's got a might have a calf problem or something like that, but. Uh, Lavi, Lavi looking strong there, and they're going to really fancy it against Kushala uh, next weekend. And you know, if, if Lavi are still available at twenty-eight to one uh, for the championship, I think people might be backing that now because Lavi looked to be in form. It's just so important for them to have their key men available. And, you know, the likes of Shane Terry, Jerry Smith, they're, they're going to be very hard to handle. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like if you talk about in form, Lavi, Lavi's. Key men right up the middle look like they're gonna at the at this particular moment may be fit to match and maybe beat the key men going up the middle for crucial law. So that's a game. There's no game I don't want to see this weekend, but that, that's that's a game I definitely want to see. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the next comment actually might shed a bit of light on some of the earlier ones. Came from a, a Lara man, and he says Lara with too many injuries. So that's interesting. Maybe, maybe, maybe it did suit Lara not to play that game. Who knows? Uh, the next one said Paul Lely masterclass to get it. Didn't hear anything about that, about Paul Lely, so uh, can't comment on that one. The next one says Bally Hayes for senior. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, when? If, if, this year, if that was Bally, are they going to do two of them? 
if that was boxing, that would that would mean that Palliers and the, the champions of Canada, wouldn't that? Yes, yeah, it would. It would. Yeah, they've they've beaten the champions, but um, yeah, look at Bally Hayes aren't lacking confidence, and, absolutely, and, and absolutely. you know that's 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 a crucial thing going into going into games, and and with Ku Hollands, you look at it the other way. They're after being beaten by a junior team and then get no game this weekend gone by. You know, if 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 I was an odds maker. I think Bally Hayes are going to be favourites going in against Kuhullis this weekend. Absolutely. What we do, what we do, David, if if the bookies do odds on intermediate, which they sometimes do and sometimes don't, but whatever whatever the games do odds, I'm going to call you and before you see the odds or if you, whoever sees them first, um, I think we should try and come up with our own odds and see if we spot value there because you know, Lavia twenty eight to one, Krushla at five to two for the championship. Based on that, Lavi have got to be seven to two, four to one to be crushed it off, for example, which would be a bet that a lot of people would be taking. Um, Kiligari as well going in off the back of, of no wins in their two games are going to be a big price against Calvin Gates. So, yeah, but we talk about that Some, on the, somebody, on the Die Hard podcast. Yeah, somebody texted me or WhatsApp me after the weekend's results uh, where Kiligari were beaten by Balanya and said, well, if Paul Fitzpatrick talking up Kiligari brought them down to 14 to 1 after Balanya beat them they'll be out to 25 to 1 now <laughs> yeah well, funny thing I didn't I didn't back to myself I better say that because uh, I went into back to my 20s and they're at the 14 to 1 and I'm excited not to back them so I haven't I haven't put down my money yet but uh, yeah like, and looking at the Kiligari team Pori Kana wasn't playing um, Darren McKenna wasn't playing, but most of the rest of their main men were playing. I don't know if it was Manny McKenna fully fit. He wasn't playing. You had Connor Smith there, who, who seemed to score a good bit. Uh, you had Darren Gannon. Um, you had Jack Mooney. Darren Kennedy. Martin Riley was wearing six. So, like, most of the main lads were playing. Connor Conley, Ross Sheridan was going forward. So, that's got to be a slight concern for Kiligari. Um, Balanya seemingly uh, played very well, but the, a big talking point from it was that Niall McDermott is supposed to have got a hamstring injury, which would be a major concern. Oh. It would, it would, yeah. We Balanya, like any team, they're going, they're going to need their key players to stay injury free, and Niall McDermott is definitely a key player. So, but that was a big win for Balanya as well. Like, it, you know, going into your intermediate championship to be winning a game in. in you know, in Division One is 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 important, and I'd say Balanyal just be happy with where they are, getting ready for this weekend. Yeah, yeah, completely. At the last talking point, Damien, also concerns an injury. This came in from a then guy, so I thought this could be a red herring, but I've done a bit of research on it, and it seems to be pretty some some substance to it. Kevin Kogan did the shoulder yesterday, gone for the championship. Now. I, I asked another Den man and he says, yeah, he's, he's out for a few weeks anyhow. So that's that's a, that's a huge blow to Den. That's a blow. Big, big, big blow because with, with all due respect to what's left, if you if you were coming up against Den, you'd have said Ted Kevelkyogen. Stop them two boys from scoring and, and you know, you should dramatically reduce what, what Den can put up on the board. So you know, if if Cavell is gone, it it means Ted's going to have to 
carry even more of the load or, or other players are going to have to step up your Ben Connerys or, or Ushin Kiernan's or you know they're, they're going to have to step up into that mantra so yeah that's that's a blow that's a real blow to, to Den if he's out yeah. for a long period it is because he's, he's, he brings a different threat to the other lads he's, he's, a, he's a big man like and he'll tie up a defender and he'll take a lot of watching and he'll, and he'll score frees uh, as well but uh, a player I've been told to keep an eye on is Sean Donoghue Thomas Edwards' brother who's seemingly playing very well for Den so we'll definitely take a note of that in the back line though isn't it or yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sure where he's playing he's quite versatile like he can play midfield and he can play as a back he could probably play as a forward too um, so yeah. clear to watch I've out seen for him underage as a back like he was he, he's, he's handy as a defender anyway now I don't think I've ever seen him play as a forward but he'll be one to watch yeah he will he will but uh, yeah so that's the talking points Damien but we've so much to talk about with the championship coming up this weekend I think we're going to have to do a couple of a couple of podcasts on, on the on the diehard service this week because there's going to be so much excitement about this championship not least for me and you well that's exactly it and why not just hit hit the record button and get the excitement out like we have later on in the week we'll hear from uh, interviews as we preview the senior championship with Chris Conroy from Lavi and Enda Flanagan from Castle Rahan and we'll also then look ahead to the Hotel Kilmore Intermediate Championship Games this weekend we're trying to get all those odds together and see um, if we see there's any value for our diehards listeners over on patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin. so yeah, it we, may we, be worth your while yeah look, we'll, cover, we'll cover the subscription we'll, we'll try a tip or two and I guarantee you we'll, we'll get you a winner but um, you got, yeah there's a couple more, couple more pieces of business that we just have to discuss one is, yeah we'll also hear from Connor Smith as from Kiligari so I an interview I did a few weeks ago the other thing I think we should discuss, big soccer news, uh, and would be of interest to Gaelic supporters as well, is that Sean McAvoy and Ryan O'Reilly have both left Battle of Mallard. And uh, Sean has gone to Bray Wanderers, and Ryan has gone to Cliftonville, where he's going to link up with Chris Corn, who's there's a big interview with Chris Corn in the Irish News today as well. So it's major soccer news, three, three, uh, three local club Gaelic players in the headlines. Yeah, and, and the interesting thing from like the Ballon Mallard, I think that they were harshly done by in their promotion uh, hopes this year because the games weren't finished out um, and they had great momentum. And, and from what I understand, they, they felt that they could have got promoted to the, the top division. But um, I wonder, had that an influence on both Ryan and, and Sean's decision to maybe make the switch? Because... Um, you know, they obviously want to get up as, as high a standard as they possibly can. Like Bray yeah. Wanderers, it'll be maybe a bit easier for from Virginia to Bray Wanderers to, for them to for Sean to uh, continue to play soccer there. Yeah, well, it, it, it'll be good for him for his education as well. Like that, he can that he can play with Bray and continue with his with his studies. Because um, I know there's a lot of interest from, from across the water in Sean McAvoy as well, and with Ryan. Like you know, he, he came very close to to breaking into that that Stoke uh, setup when he was there. He was, yeah. Like he, he's got both of them are multiple caps on the age level for Ireland, and the quality they have is undoubted. So like Cliftonville are a huge club. They're a, they're a big nationalist uh, Catholic club up the north, and 
you know, Chris Corn is the captain of it. So you you know, if Ryan can get into the starting team there at centre half, you'll have two Gaelic players from from Cavan uh, playing for Cliftonville in the Irish League, and you'll have Sean McAvoy looking to break into the Bray Wanderers team. And like it's it's fantastic. Like we all know how good Chris Corn is as a Gaelic player, and that piece in the Irish News. Uh, Rob McKernan is quoted there. I'd recommend people to check it out. Super piece by Brendan Cross, and, and there's a lot of talk about Swan and Bar and Gaelic and that. And Chris Corn talks about how he wishes he he could have played more Gaelic over the years with his brothers and his friends, but uh, had to make a decision somewhere along the line. So it's, it's an interesting time. So I know we're we're a Gaelic podcast, but we we have to keep an eye on, on all our lads that are doing well. That's exactly it, and definitely they are doing well. So we'll we'll keep a closer eye on them as the year goes on. So, uh, any other talking points? Any other orders of business? I think that's about the height of the day. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll get the odds and we'll get the interviews with the lads, um, and uh, I think we're going to have we're going to have a bumper week of podcast now because uh, unfortunately I'm away for at the weekend. I'm, go, uh, I'm going to Cork, but I'll be absolutely glued to Twitter, and maybe if there's any commentaries going on, I'll be glued to them as well because. It's this is this is it now. Like this is this is real stuff. But what we're hoping to do, just to remind our listeners, and the weekend gone by, Paul done commentary on Rammer and Krushala in the league. We're hoping to bring you um, some live commentaries uh, from the Hotel Kilmore either Intermediate or Senior Championship games. We just have to finalise exactly what games we're able to cover. Um, so. Stay with us on our um, social media feeds, and you'll get the links through to those games. But we'll uh, we will be covering every blow, whether it be reactionary or live. We we'll get every game covered in some way. So stay with us, and we are Cavan for the best coverage of Cavan GA's championships. <laughs>